Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us here on this Friday evening. Coming up in just a few moments, we're going to have a couple of very special guests with us tonight. Ben, if you can bring that. Thank you, sir. Uh, they're going to have boots on the ground. They've been in Minneapolis. One of them was at the 3rd Police Precinct last night when it went down in flames. Both of them are going to have some just incredible, incredible insight for you into this situation. So stay with us for that. We start tonight with this, though. Serious question. Where's the leadership in Minnesota? That's the subject of tonight's point of view. Look, if you're anything like me, last night you're watching the Twin Cities literally burn, and you're sitting there going, where's the leadership? Where are these people? How in the world can this be happening? And then last night around 1 a.m., uh, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey held a press conference, and then today Minnesota Governor Tim Walls, Minnesota AG Keith Ellison, the Major General of the Minnesota National Guard, John A. Jensen, they held a press conference as well. But when you listen and watch these press conferences, you start to see and ask yourself, where's the leadership? Lack of, there's no planning. So I want to share with you a few clips here. Here's the Minneapolis mayor at the presser last night, you know, early this morning. And, and watch this, okay? He was asked by a reporter, as the city is literally burning down, the reporter says, okay, so what's the plan? Watch. Um, now, what's the plan here? What are we doing? With regard to? Clearing the streets. Seriously, with regard to your city's burning. Clearly, he doesn't have any idea. And if you watch the entire clip I put up on social media, he goes on for like another two minutes there. Doesn't say anything. Doesn't answer the question. Then today, Governor Tim Wallace had a presser as well. The general of the Minnesota National Guard, Major General John Jensen, talked about how his mission, his orders really need to be initiated and laid out locally from a local perspective. So we went on at the presser today and said this. As we, as we met as a senior team yesterday afternoon, the one topic that continued to be discussed was the lack of clarity and the lack of a mission and a description of what exactly the Minnesota National Guard needed to do. So your city's literally burning, Mayor Frey, and you're unable to give your guard members a clear mission, a clear vision of what needs to happen. That is a lack of leadership. And Governor Wallace said as much earlier today in his press conference. And what's interesting, I'm sure you've heard this news, but pretty much right after the Walls and Ellison presser, guess what happened? The former, the former police officer that looks to have murdered George Floyd was charged with third degree murder and manslaughter and was arrested, finally. Now, it was just yesterday that the Henneman County attorney, Mike Freeman, said that, Look, there's not enough evidence right now for an arrest. So a reporter today says to him, hey, wait, wait, wait a second. What's changed from just yesterday to today that now you're able to arrest this person? Watch this clip and notice how defensive Mr. Freeman gets. King said many years ago that riot is the way that the unheard get heard. He didn't condone it, but he said to the nation, as a person who always protested peacefully, that don't just dismiss that and ignore it and relegate it to just criminality and bad behavior. Actually ask yourself, what's going on there? And is it something that we as a society absolutely must pay attention to? All right, so that's obviously the wrong clip. You can hear Keith Ellison there. We're going to come back to him in a moment. Stay with me. But Keith Ellison saying, hey, these riots, you know, you got to ask yourself what's going on there. There's something to pay attention to. 
remember that, but I want to share this with you because this just came out uh, shortly before the show. This is the probable cause statement that the Hennepin County attorney spoke about in the clip that we weren't able to play for you. And I'm going to read some of this for you because I think at the, at the bottom of it, let's just say it's fascinating. Okay, so uh, first off this, and it says an ambulance and emergency medical personnel arrived. If you watch the video closely, and again, I'm not an expert in this, but they look more like law enforcement rather than medical personnel. Secondly, and listen closely here, folks, you've all seen the video of George Floyd, right? On the ground, knee on his neck, hearing George saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. So I'm gonna read from, read from this probable cause piece. It says, the Hennepin County Medical Examiner conducted Mr. Floyd's autopsy on May 26, 2020. The full report from the ME is pending, but the ME has made the following preliminary findings. The autopsy revealed no physical findings that support a diagnosis of traumatic asphyxia or strangulation. Mr. Floyd had underlying health conditions, including coronary artery disease and hyperten hypertensive heart disease. The combined effects of Mr. Floyd being restrained by the police, his underlying health conditions, and any potential intoxicants in the system likely contributed to his death. The defendant had his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck for eight minutes, eight minutes and 46 seconds in total. Two minutes and 53 seconds of this was after, after Mr. Floyd was non-responsive. Police are trained this type of restraint with a subject in a prone position is inherently dangerous. Defendant is in custody. Okay, so where's the defendant's mugshot right now? This former cop, where's the mugshot? Nobody's seen him be arrested. Nobody's seen a mugshot. And here's what's fascinating, folks. I just showed you the clip of A.G. Ellis in there. I just shared this with you about this uh, report from the medical examiner saying no sign of strangulation or asphyxia. The riots. You know partly who's behind the riots. Let's bring up this graphic real quick, uh, if we can, Ben. This is A.G. Ellison, okay? Remember, he was talking about the riots. Hopefully we've got this. This is A.G. Ellison from 2018 with his Antifa book. You can put the two together. I don't need to do that for you. There's his Antifa book. Now, here's what's fascinating. This just broke before I came on the air. There is now a letter, come back to me, Ben, now a letter from several uh, people from the Minnesota legislature that are now calling on Governor Walls to take the case away from the Hennepin County attorney, Mr. Freeman. We get a chance to show you that, but because they don't trust him, they now want to put it under the purview of Minnesota AG Keith Ellison. They want to take this case and put it under the purview of Minnesota AG Keith Ellison. That is an interesting development. I've not had a chance to peruse that because it literally just broke before we came on the air. Keep your eye on that. And again, think critically. Ask yourself, why? Why don't they trust Freeman now? Okay, why do they want to put it under the purview of Keith Ellison? We'll watch that for you and keep you abreast of the information. All right, now, the question I'm getting at, obviously, is where I started. So where's the leadership in Minnesota? As you see, they've got a live shot here in Minneapolis. We saw what happened last night. Uh, our next guest was actually there last night when the third precinct in Minneapolis started to burned down. It's Andrew Mercado. He's been doing incredible things on Facebook Live. Out of over a million views on one of his uh, Facebook Live feeds last night. A couple of things I want you to know about Andrew is that he serves as a U.S. Sergeant in the Army. He serves our nation. He now works for the Coalition to End Veteran Suicide, and he's doing some incredible reporting on the ground in Minneapolis. Andrew, thanks so much for giving us some of your time tonight. Uh, I want to start with that. I think this is a live feed from his phone. Andrew, can you hear us, sir? How you doing, sir? I can hear you. I tried to distance myself a bit so I could hear you better. But so you get an idea where I'm standing. U.S. Bank Stadium, where the Vikings play, is right behind me. I'm in the 
the plaza and I've been marching alongside the crowd here uh, so you guys can hear me better talking. If I was to walk in there, you would not be able to hear me at all. Thank you for that. And what I want to get at is just, you know, your response to how I started the show. You're, you're from St. Paul. You were born and raised in this area. Let me ask you, based on what you've seen over the past few days and what you've been covering, where's the leadership in Minnesota? Um, I, I can't, I don't know if I can speak on that. I was, I'm only been here reporting what's going on on the ground. Uh, I, that was my intention of this whole deal here, uh, was to come out here and just show my community and who I live with what was exactly happening here on the ground um, from Wednesday night into now we're Friday evening. And uh, today has been peaceful, but um, yesterday we were collectively asking where was law enforcement, where was any type of authority because in South Minneapolis near the third precinct, uh, especially last night was a complete and utter anarchy uh, from the moment I arrived around 9 p.m. Andrew, you know, there's so much coverage about this, and I think it's, it's one thing to see how the media portrays it. It's something to have the point of view that you're having being boots on the ground. Uh, for our people at home right now, what's the most important thing you think they should know that they're not seeing from the mainstream media? They aren't seeing uh, the acts of kindness that are occurring here in the streets. I, I actually have to lower my voice now because uh, the current protest, they are all taking a knee here on uh, Chicago Avenue and 6th Street in downtown Minneapolis near U.S. Bank Stadium. You guys can see the Viking ship there. Um, but it's, it's for me, it's just been you know, a life experience. Um, I've never done, I've never attended one of these. I have never experienced this for myself. Um, and something told me to just grab, grab a battery pack and come down here and check out what was going on and uh, inform my family and my community of what was happening. And it turned into something a lot bigger than I expected. <laughs> you've done an incredible job, my friend. I mean, you've had over a million views on some of your Facebook Live videos. So obviously you're getting great content. T take us down last night. I mean, if you haven't seen this video, folks, I mean, he's in the middle of the third precinct burning, cars burning. Um, I've heard stories, Andrew, where last night in your video, they were basically shipping in bricks for people to throw at, at buildings or whatnot. So take us to last night and what that experience was like and what you saw. Yeah, so the moment I arrived around nine, uh, it was dark. The third precinct had already surrendered um, completely. The, the area was full of protests and riot and looting. Uh, very dangerous last night. I'm um, trying to get a better view of the crowd here so you guys can see we're on 6th Street and Chicago Avenue. Uh, U.S. Bank Stadium is behind me. Um, but the general feeling today is peace. Um, you, uh, you can see residents along the apartment buildings and the condominiums have been cheering today's protest on. We will see how that goes on through the night tonight uh, with the stay-at-home order at or the... A curfew, I, I should say, at 8 o'clock. We'll see if that is, uh, if we uh, obey that here. Andrew, I'm curious, now that the news has broke that uh, this former officer that had his knee on George Floyd's neck has been arrested, has there been a, a shift in tone, a shift in vibe on the ground that where people feel like, okay, we're starting to see justice for George Floyd, or are they still angry and going to want to destroy stuff? So this group here that I would say... Uh, a few thousand because it goes around the corner 
Uh, I'm gonna try to zoom in so you guys can maybe get a glimpse of the man speaking or maybe get some audio of it. But the uh, general tone has been a peaceful protest today. Um, just marching in the street, no looting, no rioting here in uh, downtown Minneapolis. But you guys can see where they're uh, giving messages of peace today. Andrew, we appreciate uh, the live shot. We appreciate you giving us some time tonight. Again, thank you for your service, sir. And uh, if you want to check him out on Facebook, it's Andrew Mercado. He's thank been doing a bunch of great live feeds. So we really, really appreciate it, Andrew. Keep up the great work, okay? Hopefully he's still there, but thank you for that. I uh, want to invite you, if you would, and Ben, if we can just bring this up as VO, please, but go to our Facebook page. Last night we did our Fargo City Commission uh, candidate form. So if you want to find out more about some of the candidates that are running for City Commission here in Fargo, just go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash POV now, and you can get informed about those candidates. All right, stay with us when we come back. Another person that's had boots on the ground in Minnesota and watched the press conference today, which, holy cow, if you haven't seen it, you need to. Tim Young is going to join us. And as always, please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We've got much more coming up right after this.